Welcome to Inspired, Empowered Living Podcast. My name is Kalpana Raghuraman. Let's open the doors to new possibilities for your life and future. Welcome everybody. Welcome back perhaps if this is not the first episode of my podcast series that you're listening to. And today I would like to talk to you about the topic freedom of speech dot 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 question mark because I'm wondering about the freedom of speech today. You know, I would say that this time in the world, in many parts of the world, unfortunately, not everywhere, we have this amazing freedom, the freedom of speech. And I am seeing, like many of you perhaps, how this freedom has become even more strong and even more prevalent with social media. And social media, digital communication like WhatsApp or Zoom are ways where we see that it they are even stronger than before since COVID, since the confinement, since we are now much more engaging with people through digital devices than through direct human contact. Now, since the beginning of this month, I would say that I've been quite, kind of struggling Definitely very much questioning what the line is between freedom and control. Where can freedom turn into control? Where does freedom go into something else? I would say overstepping. What are the boundaries? And what is the line between multiple points of view and the single narrative? When there is freedom of speech... And somebody expresses herself or himself. And people go to criticizing. They go to blaming and even to shaming what others post, share, say. What do I do? If I would say something about the shaming, am I then actually shaming that person for shaming? And this is where I kind of get stuck. <laughs> this is where I really have been asking a lot of questions to go beyond the, let's say, mind freeze, somebody exercises her or his freedom of speech, people don't agree, they respond. This is, I would say even, it could be communication, it's fine, it's normal, happens all the time. Yet the responses to somebody's expression, exercising their freedom of speech, have or seem to be becoming more and more toxic, more and more intense, more and more I would even sometimes dare to say violent. And when I mean violent, just extremely agitated and colored. When somebody from a position of power, position of privilege, shames somebody for what they write, for what they say, for what they share, this can be accepted often as a kind of freedom of speech. Nobody even bats an eye. And if some do and get upset, others try to appease to keep the calm. Yet, to me, it shows how the multiplicity of narratives, the multiplicity of points of view, are not necessarily normal, or they're perhaps becoming less and less normal and acceptable. Forcing down one single so-called truth seems to be very 
present now becoming more and more the trend of the day. I will definitely not say that this is everywhere. Absolutely not. But I've been seeing some stuff since the beginning of this month that really hmm, got to me and where I really used my tools that I spoke about in last episode of bringing my barriers down and asking questions and brought me to this question of freedom of speech and where do you speak and where do you not speak? And my question is also, if I don't say anything about, for example, shaming of the other's point of view, the other's uh, expression, that sometimes even can take on the form of bullying, am I then not an enabler? Am I not enabling those who are bullying, who are policing? And, you know, when the president of a very powerful nation started to make very intense, mean, bullying statements through social media, many people were appalled. Many people were shocked. And I would say by now it has become even normal. We seem to have become desensitized to such expressions, to such forms of expression, to bullying, to policing and so when people in positions of power or people with a strong sense of rightness with a we could even call it a superiority complex they're right others are wrong their point of view is the right point of view their narrative is the right narrative and they shame or they bully they police I am becoming more and more aware of that this is not what I desire to see in the world this is not what I desire to create And if I don't respond to this in some form or shape, I am enabling. And in a way, I cannot ignore it. I have to look at this. And just that already can create a lot of awareness. And it can even create change. Because what I can become aware of opens up what other people can become aware of. And what I can choose opens up this choice to other people. And so I have to be the leader of my own life instead of ignoring, start to be present and look at what's available. And Michelle Obama, she said, you know, when they go low, we go high. And I'm asking myself, what can that look like? What ways can I go high regarding this topic? This is where I'm going, actually. Where can I go high? What ways can I go high? Is saying nothing going high or is that going low? Obviously, not every situation has the right reaction because that becomes reaction. It becomes not presence and asking a question. And sometimes being quiet is the greatest form of, you know, not creating attack defense. Yet in this situation with the bullying and the shaming and the, you know, this question of freedom of speech is saying nothing going high or is not accepting unconsciousness anti-consciousness people going so low and speaking out is that going high i know reacting attacking definitely are not forms of going high and shedding light creating awareness are ways of going high for me so i would like to ask you today to play with this question in such situations when people are going low am I willing to be something different 
Am I willing to be something different? So when people go low by shaming or bullying, going high is what will, I would say, outshadow. And so what ways can I go high so that I can step up, create a different possibility? I don't have the answers. These are questions that are complex and it is a question that I'm really playing with now. The question of how do we deal with who controls the narrative, really? What do you do when people are aiming for only one narrative? Can we create a world where we have allowance for each other, allowance for different perspectives, allowance for different points of view, allowance for multiple narratives? What can I then be? What can you then be? that allows us to go high, that allows me to go high, that allows you to go high? What can I be? That is the question now that I am asking. What can I be that does not allow going low to be the dominant trend? Can I be that demand? So others get inspired and more and more of us go high. What ways can I go high? See what this question allows you to unveil, discover, play with it and see what it brings. What if going low is no longer an automatic response when others do? What if it's no longer an automatic response when others go low, we go low too? What if going low is no longer appealing and no longer the dominant direction? Are you willing to be that presence, that choice, and that demand that in a way creates that gravitational pull of a planet to go high. And what if going high is a choice that we make that comes from presence, from a willingness to create a greater world and the wish for everybody to have their own space with whatever is true for them? What if we can start feeding the diversity again with the going higher that we choose so that that diversity of narratives becomes the richness of our world and allows us to have a really greater world. The single narrative seems to be eroding that and what if we can start to make it thrive again. And with that, I leave you for today. I hope this conversation was a contribution. Thank you so much for being in the world. Thank you for listening to this episode and feel free to share it around. You can find more on me on kalpanaragaraman.com and please do subscribe to my podcast. Till next time, my friends.